This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Abgenommen bedauert. Mystery Theater. Tonight, A Perfectly Happy Life by Ted Ferguson. I don't understand what's happening. This suspicion. Something's wrong. I shouldn't be worried. I, I have everything. Perfectly happy life. And yet, my wife. I suspect my wife. I have to go, darling. Thank you for the lunch. Don't let them cut it too short, Maria. I like your hair long. If it's going to bother you, perhaps I should cancel my appointment. Oh, no, please, Maria. If you want your hair short, have it short. It's your decision, not mine. I'm sorry, Jim. I only want to make you happy. I'm happy enough already. How could I be anything else? You do everything I ask. Bye, darling. Goodbye, darling. I'm really surprised. Didn't think I'd ever see you again. Yes, it's a strange world, Peterson. Come in. Sit down. Hmm. Your uh, office hasn't changed much. Neither have I. Same office, same job. I'll never get a promotion. You've taken care of that. Well, it could be worse. I haven't had you fired. Yet. You married the boss's daughter. You've got years to work on it. Well, the truth is, Peterson, I won't have you fired. I like the idea of having you here. I receive a lot of satisfaction just knowing you're frozen, unable to move up the company ladder. Is that the purpose of your visit, to make sure I'm suffering? Hmm? I wish it was. But it isn't, I... I have to talk to you about a personal matter. Why me? You know I can't stand the sight of you. Will you listen? Yeah, I'll listen. I want to tell you this. I, I want to get it all out so that I can see it clearer myself. You know me, Peterson. I'm a lone wolf. I run separate from the pack because I don't want to share the spoils. Most of my life, I wanted to be at the top to have money and success, but I was frustrated. I didn't know how to get it. And then I discovered the secret of honesty and integrity. You have to get rid of them if you're going to make it. You have to apply the complete lack of scruples you use in your private affairs to the business world. In effect, you have to become a 24-hour fraud. Mm. Huh? I was working here in that broom closet of an office down the hall when you first found out about my set of ethics. Remember that day? Just a year ago when you called me into this room? 
you could hardly contain your anger. Sit down, Conrad. Yes, sir. And you can stop smiling. It doesn't impress me. Oh, whatever you say, Mr. Peterson. I gather you've heard about LeBlanc. I heard he's in the hospital. It isn't serious, is it? No. Appendicitis. Oh. He's a good man. We think so. In fact, we're considering him for regional supervisor. Did LeBlanc mention the Mexican conference to you? He was due to go this year, but his illness has made it impossible. Oh, he mentioned it last week. He was quite excited about it. I'm afraid we have to send someone else. We have to send you, in fact. You're familiar with LeBlanc's work, and it's too close to the date to have anyone else bone up on it. Very well, sir. I, um, thank you for choosing me. I, I appreciate it. You were chosen, Conrad, solely because there isn't enough time to have anyone else do it. I'm surprised to hear you say that, sir. I'm a hard worker. A hard schemer would be more like it. I went to the hospital to visit LeBlanc last night, and he told me about the bribe. What bribe is that, sir? He was offered a position with another company. He was undecided about taking it or remaining here and standing a strong chance of becoming a regional supervisor. He said you promised him $1,000 in $100 monthly payments if he'd quit our company and leave the supervisor's job wide open for you. You made the same offer to his wife, if she'd persuade him to do it. You know, I said there were other matters relating to his wife and you, matters that are out of my jurisdiction as your superior, but nonetheless disgust me as a person. When you come back from the conference, LeBlanc should be fit and ready to discuss the situation with us. I'm therefore postponing my official verdict until then. Well, I hope LeBlanc recovers his full strength because he'll need it. I intend to put up a battle to clear my name of this phony accusation. We'll see, Conrad. We'll see. You had me, of course, Peterson. I had offered the money to LeBlanc, and I had been involved with his wife. Well, anyway, that's how things stood when I caught that plane to Mexico City in four days of false smiles and calm words at the conference... Well, it was on Friday, two days before I was due to return to Montreal, that I met Manuel Cortez. I was at a cocktail party for conference delegates at a hotel owned by Senor Segura. You don't seem to be enjoying the party, Mr. Conrad. Oh, just a momentary lull, a few more drinks, and I'll be dancing on the table. Is there something bothering you? Pardon me, I hate to be rude, but I don't recall meeting you before, senor. You haven't. But you know who I am, and I'm hardly that famous. Research, Mr. Conrad. I specialize in it. My name is Manuel Cortez. I am personal assistant to Ramon Segura. The Ramon Segura, the man who owns half the world? <laughs> Perhaps not half the world, but a great deal of it. One of my main occupations for senor Segura involves the Segura Foundation, an unpublicized organization which keeps assistant to individuals who have problems. In most cases, the subjects are people who work for Segura Company and are kept from advancement despite their excellent qualifications. We discovered these people through extensive research and some personal observation. Why, this week, after completing the research, we have been observing you. Huh? And what have you discovered? That you are an ideal subject for this year's assistance project. Oh, I, I'd hate to disappoint you, Cortez, but you have to count me out. I've got problems you wouldn't want to be involved in. If you mean the bribe offer, 
we're quite willing to be involved. You know about that? Mr. Peterson submitted a report to our Montreal president, who, in turn, permitted our investigator to read it. You still want to help me? That doesn't make sense. Why me when there's lots of honest young men around? They don't need assistance. You do. The foundation realizes you have the potential to do far greater things. You have intelligence and ambition. Eliminate the barriers that are blocking your path and... We are sure you'll become a worthy human being. Well, all right, Cortez. I'll go along with that. What do you want me to do? A very minor stipulation. Come with me to Senor Segura's house tomorrow. He would like to meet you. After that, everything will go as you want it to. Well, I never heard of the Segura Foundation. Segura Foundation? Yeah. It isn't every day that a stranger walks in and offers you the moon. But at that stage of the game, what could I lose? In Montreal, I was bound to be fired. Ah. Well, the next morning, I met Cortez in front of the hotel, and we drove to Segura's home. It's a mile or so farther. You'll be able to see the house in a minute. I didn't think there'd be such flat and barren land so close to Mexico City. Ah, Mexico is a country of contrast, Mr. Conrad. In some regions, there's thick jungles. There is something you haven't seen in Montreal. Over there, to your right. Well, pyramids. There are six of them in this area. And that's Senor Segura's house, where the foothills begin. It must feel strange, having a dead civilization in your front yard. It wouldn't be for me. I'm descended from the Aztecs. Now, how could that be? Weren't the Aztecs wiped out hundreds of years ago? Wiped out or uh, assimilated? Who knows for certain? My father was convinced he was an Aztec, and so was his father. Perhaps my family is insane, but if it is, at least they are consistent. The insanity has lasted for generations. If you don't have a copyright on family madness, it does happen in Canada, too. (laughs) I suppose all countries have that much in common. Lunas, he knows no boundaries. I am sorry to keep you waiting, Mr. Conrad. The Senor Segura is signing some contracts. Oh, so don't worry about it. I've been admiring the view. And I don't mean the pyramids. Ha-ha-ha! <laughs> the girls in the swimming pool. They are friends of Senor Segura's daughter. Oh, she has some lovely friends. Compared to Maria Segura, they are positively ugly. She's one of the most beautiful women in Mexico. Ah, Senor Conrad, que alegría. This is a pleasure. I am Ramon Segura. Oh, I'm pleased to meet you, Senor. El gusto you have a fantastic home here. That swimming pool is the largest I've ever seen. <laughs> there are a few lakes in Mexico that are larger, but only a few. If you don't mind, sir, I must phone into the city. Go ahead, Manuel, go ahead. I trust my English is good enough to talk to you without Manuel. On top of everything else, he's an excellent translator. Senor, I'm sure your English is better than mine. (laughs) To be truthful, I am extremely proficient in English. I went to an American university, Harvard, for several years. Uh, My late wife was an American, and she made sure the whole family learned her language and learned it well. Well, I see. Uh, 
Uh, I presume uh, Manuel explained about the foundation? Sorry, he, he said that uh, wanted the foundation was to help me in my present uh, predicament. But mm -hmm. frankly, I, I don't see how it can. Uh, it will take more than money. <laughs> <laughs> the things that money cannot arrange, Senor Conrad. Power can. <laughs> I could insult, rob, or even kill a person and not be punished. Oh, well. <laughs> In your case, I have more power than is needed. <laughs> I own the company you work for. You tell me what you like to have done to the people you are standing in your way, and I'll do it. You're not serious. You mean I could pick their fate? Oh, the foundation will do everything you desire. That's hard to believe, senor. Oh, I give you my word, senor. Well, my immediate superior in Montreal is a man called Peterson. Uh -huh. I'd like to have him fired. On second thought, I think I have a better fate for Peterson. He's one of a long line of petty authoritarians who've been holding me down all these years. I'd, I'd rather have him kept on the staff, kept permanently on the same job under my thumb. Ah, este, Senor Conrad. Uh, <laughs> I prefer it if you remain here as my house guest for the next week, eh? Well, <laughs> it would be better if you are out of the way until the arrangements are finished. That afternoon, having moved my luggage from the hotel to Segura's home, I went down to the pool to lie in the sun. Didn't seem to be anyone around. I stretched out on a deck chair and felt the heat of the sun on my body. Conrad, I thought to myself, for some crazy reason, you've got a benefactor. You're going to have it made. Ah, just lie back now, relax. But hold on tight with both hands. Buenos dias, senor. Oh. Uh, buenos dias. Am I disturbing you? Oh, no, no, I... Uh... In fact, I'm lonely. The, the house seemed to be empty. My father and Manuel have gone into Mexico City on business. And my friends have deserted me for a polo match. Oh, you're Senor Segura's daughter? Yes. Maria Segura. I'm Jim Conrad. Do you like polo? I don't know. I've never seen it. I'm mad about it. But I decided to stay home today. Oh, you're not feeling well? No, Mr. Conrad. I stayed home so that I could meet you. <laughs> really? I, I'm not that much of an attraction in Canada. Perhaps it's because you've never been researched before. You see, I went through your file when Father was out. It made me curious to match the facts with a face. How do they compare? They don't. You have fine, innocent features... The file says you're a deceitful rogue. Well, if I were you, I, I'd believe the file. I do. When Manuel has someone researched, it's always accurate. And now I have to go. Oh, I've disappointed you. You're eager to get to the polo match. I'm not disappointed, Mr. Conrad. I want to change my clothes. I want to look my best when I'm sitting across the table from you at dinner. In the week that followed, I saw Maria every day. Mm-hmm. He would often drive to Mexico City to take in the tourist sites. You're annoyed because I haven't work to do? No, I, I didn't say that. I, 
Yes, and it was a shame you haven't a mission in life, that's all. Can't be very rewarding driving me up and down this highway all day. I have a mission, Jim. I just haven't told you about it. Oh. What's that? Marriage. I've been preparing for it since childhood. The man I marry will be the happiest person on earth. Hmm. Why haven't you married, Jim? Well, it's easier to move about when you're on your own. You won't be moving about when you're a vice president. No. No, I guess not. You should marry. Have someone to care about you. The way you're living now, you could die tomorrow and no one would know the difference. Was that in my file, too? Yes. No relatives, no friends? Yes. It's a crowded document. Hurry up. Tell me the truth. What else does your father and Manuel know about me? I mean, besides the business of the bride. The trouble you had eight years ago. They have some information on that. Oh. Well, that must have taken some digging. No one in Montreal knows about it. Did you do it? Steal the money? Sure. I broke into the office one night and I took it from a desk drawer. I knew it would be there. And they couldn't prove it. What did you do with the money? Spent it. Wine, woman, and song. Mostly women? Mostly. I admitted when I first met you that I was a rogue. Are you shocked? I'm not shocked. Anyway, it doesn't matter to me. Father and Manuel think you'll change when you're successful. What do you think? The same as they do. Only more so. We were engaged before I left Mexico. Really? And a month later, remember, after being installed here as vice president... Yes. Maria and her father flew up for the wedding. And two months after we were married, the money arrived. Mm -hmm. I was surprised at first. And I realized her father must have arranged it. You mean you never heard of him? No, never. But if he wanted to die and leave me $200,000, I'm not going to argue. I thought you didn't have any relatives. Yeah. I thought so, too. Well, what should we do with it? Oh, you could buy a new dress. No, seriously, Jim. It's a lot of money. Do you know what I'd like to do? Quit your father's company and start a business of my own. Oh, Jim, that's a wonderful idea. Well, I did just that. Remember? Started my own firm. For six months, I worked feverishly to make it succeed, and I loved every minute of it. But a man named Warren provided the only dark spot. Oh? There must be a way of discouraging him. Warren's too stubborn, I'm... Maria, I've got to have that property. I can make a fortune with it. My company would be tremendously successful. Should I write to Father? He might have a suggestion. All right. Sure. I'd welcome any advice from him. Segura sent a short note telling me to keep fighting Warren, to hope for the best. And then mysteriously, Warren dropped out of the picture. Huh. He said his company no longer wanted the property. Well, someone had gotten to him. A threat or a bribe. Hmm. I didn't know which, but I knew who. 
Segura. But wasn't that going too far? Why extend himself to make things easy for me? Was he being overindulgent because I was married to Maria? Or was it something else? Something I could never guess at. Are you happy, darling? Really happy? Yes. Of course you know I am, Maria. I keep telling you. Yesterday, last week, last month, she was always probing, trying to find any discontent in my life and then working to eliminate it. The perfect wife. Dedicated to pleasing me. <sighs> it had never occurred to me to be suspicious, to question her concern and dedication. Until yesterday. When I suddenly felt that something was wrong, that Maria and her father were partners in a conspiracy. Oh. It was late yesterday afternoon when Maria's father and Manuel Cortez arrived for a short holiday. They brought gifts. This is a statue of an Aztec god. It was found in a ruin near Merida. I can't say that I'm crazy about the snakes around the head. Oh, they had deep significance for the Aztecs. All sculpture did, in fact. Sculpture was not superficial element as it is today, but a fundamental part of architecture and religion. Well, sir, you've already given us so many treasures. Our living room looks like an archaeological museum. Oh, one can never have too many pieces of art, Jim. You'll like this one. It's an Aztec sundial. Then he began staring at me. I can't describe the way he looked. At dinner, I would glance across the table and find Segura's eyes set hard on my face. It was almost as though he was trying to hypnotize me. Huh. Maria, she was just the opposite. Avoiding me. When I'd look in her direction, she'd turn away. Well, at night, I asked her about it. And... It was my imagination, she said. Nothing was the matter. Everything was normal. This morning, I was still thinking about their behavior, and a woman approached Mr. me. Mr. Conrad. Entering my office. Yes? Can I talk to you? Well, if it's important, my secretary can make an appointment for you. It's your wife and her father. I have to warn you. Warn me? About what? Please. Can we go in your office? All right. My son was married to Maria Segura, and now no one can find him. I've had detectives looking. He, he's disappeared completely. Oh, you must be mistaken. My wife wasn't married before. She won't tell you. She lie, like they did about my son. They said he ran away with another woman, but it isn't true. He was too happy with Maria. He had everything a man could want. Have you been to the police? Many times. But they accept Segura's explanation. He's a rich man. They believe him rather than me. And why should I be any different? You've got to listen to me. I came here from New York to talk to you. John met Maria when he was on a holiday in Mexico. He worked for one of Segura's companies. And when they found out he'd been in jail, they, they offered to help him. Yes? Segura bought him a small factory in New York after he married Maria. A year later, he vanished. Oh. You'd better come home with me. I, I want to see how Segura reacts to this story. No, I can't. 
He told me that if I interfered again, he'd have me killed. That's why I haven't contacted you before. I, I didn't have the courage to even write or phone you in case Segura found out. So why come here now, then? I have to warn you. I know they did something to John. They'll do it to you, too. I know they will. The the detectives, they, 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 they told me that you've had the same treatment from them that John did. It follows the pattern. I'm going now. Oh, just a minute. I'm not sure I believe you. You, know. you must believe me, Mr. Conrad. Your life may depend on it. Well, that's it, Peterson. The whole sordid tale. Have you asked your wife if she was married to someone named John? Oh, I, I wanted to today at lunch. Didn't seem the right place. I'll try tonight at home. Mm, the woman could have a motive for fabricating a story like that. A motive you don't know about. Anyway, the way you describe her, emotionally disturbed, oh, I wouldn't accept any of it until you've spoken to your wife. And what if it's the truth? Suppose something is going to happen to me. Don't ask me, Conrad. I'm the last person who wants to give you the answers to your problems. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. I forgot for a moment. Well, thank you, Peterson. It did help to talk about it. I'm more convinced now that Maria will have an explanation for everything. You could leave Montreal, you know. I mean, if there's the slightest chance that something is wrong, you'd be better off somewhere else. Oh, you don't understand, Peterson. Hmm? Despite my suspicions, I'd never leave Montreal. I have a perfectly happy life here. Have another drink. It's soothing, too. No. I've had enough. Oh, I'm so tired. A hard day at the office? Oh, sort of. Oh, really, uh, I don't know how to ask you this, you know. Really, I'm exhausted. What is it you want to ask me? <sighs> You've been married before. Yes, Jim. I've been married before. Are you? And you never told me. I. Uh... You're going to sleep, Jim. Huh? The drink was drugged. I've been married four times before. Each time in a different country. Quietly. And each time, the marriage lasted one year. One full year. Maria. Oh. Why? What reason? Later, Jim. When you awaken, it will all be explained. I'm in the basement. My home. Pacify his mind. But he will understand what you say. 
Oh, Maria. Oh, your cloak is beautiful. I haven't seen that before. Long and white, covered with jewels, paintings of birds. I have to tell you why you are going to die, Jim. It is part of a ritual. My father, Manuel, and I are Aztec descendants. And as such, we obey all laws and principles established by our ancestors. You have been chosen for a sacrifice. In your case and in the others that preceded you, we have done what our ancestors did. Given a man one year of total pleasure and contentment, allowing him to realize oh. earthly fulfillment before sending oh. his soul to live with the gods. Oh, 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 yeah. oh please. It I... is an honor for oh. you. Most of your life has been wasted. Your soul will strengthen the sun on crops, help birds to fly and flowers to grow. Maria, no, don't. Maria, don't. You must cut the heart out cleanly, Maria. It must still be pulsating when it's lifted in the air. Perfectly Happy Life by Ted Ferguson. You heard Michael Caine as Conrad, Judith Hilderman as Maria, Jorge Rodriguez as Sugura, Tony Mackay as Manuel, Ned Conlon as Peterson, and Eileen Clifford as the woman. Technical operations by Alan Leclerc. Sound technician, René Levois. Mystery Theater was produced by Earl Pennington. <laughs> 